1: Hey everybody, it's day 87 of our Think Challenge and the topic is Face to Face. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. We are in 3rd John. 3rd John, the first verse says this, the elder to my dear Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love please send them on their way in a manner that honors god it was for the sake of the name that they went out receiving no help from the pagans we ought therefore to show hospitality to such people so that we may work together for the truth i wrote to the church but Diotrephes, who loves to be first will not welcome us (laughs) so when i come i will call attention to what he is doing spreading malicious nonsense about us not satisfied with that he even refuses to welcome other believers he also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church dear friend do not imitate what is evil but what is good anyone who does what is good is from god anyone who does what is evil has not seen god Demetrius is well-spoken of by everyone, and even by the truth itself. We also speak well of him, and you know that our testimony is true. I have much to write you, but I do not want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face-to-face. Peace to you. The friends here send their greetings. Greet the friends there by name. And that ends our reading. The topic again for today is Face-to-Face. She stayed up all night, worrying about things she couldn't change. Her alarm clock buzzed, and she realized that for the second she was asleep, she was thinking. Stress caused her to miss the bus on the way to work, so she caught a cab and had to spend more money than her weekly budget allotted. When she got to work, she realized there was a mandatory staff meeting, and she was once again late. Her boss looked at her with the we-have-to-talk face. So she sat there all day biting her nails, afraid of what the conversation would hold. She needed this job. She had bills from college that weren't yet paid off. She needed this position. Outside of this, she had nothing. Her friends were so-called spiritual, but they could never pick up when she needed prayer. Get you some friends who will do more than eat with you, but will also pray for you. Her church life was rocky. The worship was good, but the preaching was bad. Her last relationship with the guy of her dreams ended in a nightmare. Losing this job meant losing everything, so she skipped lunch and worried half the day over what the boss would say. 5 p.m. rolled around eventually. Her eyes were weary from not sleeping. She had consumed enough energy drinks to keep her eyes open, but the yawning exposed her exhaustion. The boss called her in. Before he could get a word in, she interjected, I know, I know, I know I haven't been the blessed employee, but please just give me a chance to make it right. I need two weeks before you fire me and I will find something by then. The boss gasped. Why would you think I was firing you? I was meeting with you to ask if you could tell me the name of your church. I've been watching your life and I think I'm going to try God again. Her boss stared into her eyes face to face and gave her the greatest compliment she had ever received. When I see you, I see the heart of God. Wow. What if people are watching your life and your light is invoking others to try Christ again? What if people are looking at your social media commentary and connecting with God afresh because of your willingness to share Jesus with the world? Often, our minds are preoccupied with meaningless Matters. So we distract ourselves from the very things that really matter. But what if life's greatest issues are really just fiction stories made up in our minds? You've lost rest. You've lost focus. You didn't pray this morning because you were worrying about what some clear distraction had to say. You arrived to work late. You're not taking care of yourself because somewhere along the line, God became last but not least. Listen, I am no one to judge. I am an ex-workaholic. I used to function on three hours of sleep per night because I was so fixated on getting one more thing crossed off of my to-do list. So much so that I lost myself in the process. I worked to hide. I was a hidden figure. I figured the more I worked, the easier it would be to avoid My fears drown my questions and conceal my unhappiness. Work became fig leaves of clothing for me, something to obscure and smother the shame of my uncertainty. Work became the safest way to disappear while blending in. But it was a false prophet. It never delivered on its promises. Like the writer of 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, I needed to be reminded that God is light. God is love. Anything that came to dampen my light was also trying to destroy my witness. In times past, I would make extreme sacrifices for clients, congregants and close friends, stretching myself to do inhumane projects, only to realize that the very people I gave my greatest energy to were also the very people who would not say thank you. I used to adjust my entire day to make the impossible happen for people who would make these outlandish demands and then forget to pay me or forget to show up or forget about me until it was time to use me again. Oh, but I am growing up and waking up and so are you every time you worship you see Jesus face to face. Those three words from our reading today face to face hit me in a special way. I know in context that the writer is rattling off as much as he can in anticipation of their earthly reunion. I know that he is anxious about their meetup so he can do more than right. They are looking forward to fellowshipping one with another during these days of pandemic and restlessness. I think we get it now more than ever before, but the excitement and the tone and tenor of this letter made me think about how one day. I will see Jesus one day. The pain will be over one day. The bills will be over and I will behold him face to face. I won't have to worship through pen and ink. I won't have to wait for the mailman to send my letter. I won't have to wait for the church to open. I won't have to make an appointment. I will be at the throne of God, worshiping him all day. I have learned to look at my life. And the things that so easily preoccupied me through the lens of eternity. I'm awake now. And part of waking up includes going to sleep. Part of waking up includes resting well. The mistake I will never make again is sacrificing my rest at the altar of somebody else's unrealistic demands. I will not burn out to keep someone else warm. Jesus paid it all. Not me. Rest is in order. It is a commandment. When you do not rest, your vending machine called life is out of order. Failure to honor your time of rest assumes God needs your help to fix or finish what you are not responsible for. So rest, recharge, recalibrate. Most of us remember that a day is coming, as the writer of 3 John reminds us, when we shall be like him. In other words, we still have a long way to go. God is still working on each of us. I encourage you to behold him face to face. Use your sanctified imagination and think on a day when deadlines, expectations, and evaluations will be over. Then we shall see Jesus. And oh, what a day of rejoicing that will be. And that ends our reading, our worship thought. Your worship work is to rest in God today. Don't get caught up in saying everything you think you need to say. Rather, live a life so that one day you may behold him face to face.
0: I've learned how to live holy. I've learned how. To live right I've learned How to suffer For if I suffer I will gain I've learned how, how to live holy I've Cause when I see Jesus, amen, when I see the man who died for me, the man who set me free, Troubles, all the morning, we'll all... When I see Jesus, hey, amen, yeah. mm. when I see Jesus, hey, amen, when I see the man the man who set me free. Hey. hey Amen. When I see you Jesus, Jesus, I will say Standing before the king I can't hold